Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. Scripture tells us that we ought to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. And as our charter, as our mandate for this particular ministry, we always emphasize the believer being equipped and ready to respond to any questions others may have about our Christian faith. Well, you may say, um, I'll just let my lifestyle do the talking, which is true, nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, Jesus did not save us just to be spiritual mimes. Um, We are billboards, but if we are sharing our faith, invariably, sooner rather than later, someone will ask the question, why? Why should I accept Christ rather than Buddha? Why is Jesus more preferential than Muhammad? Why should I come to church on Sunday morning? Why should I contribute my hard-earned money, so we think, to the church? Why should I sacrifice in this area versus that area? So as Christians, it's not enough to carve our own special circle, our own special clique, that no one else can get into. God would like for us to go forth, whether we're in the grocery market, at the post office, whether you're working in a cubicle next to someone else. The Lord desires for us to be ready to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. And in sharing this good news, someone will ask the question, why? And what we don't want to do is lean unto our own understanding, thus giving someone misinformation or information that the Bible has not supported or condoned. So it's important, as uh, the scripture talks about, that we not just divide the word of truth, but rather rightly divide the word of truth. Some years ago, I had the unique opportunity to submit an article to the Christian Research uh, Journal. And the topic was the relevancy or importance of Christian apologetics in the local church, which I co-authored with my colleague, Rodney Scott. And the goal of the article was to demonstrate why Christian apologetics is so important in the uh, fabric of the local church. And so today I wanted to continue that discussion uh, with someone who is very knowledgeable about Christian apologetics, but more importantly, uh, he can tell us how we can weave or set up 
um, ministry or set up a program at the local church level in terms of Christian apologetics. So we want to welcome uh, Pastor Emory Moss Jr. Uh, from the Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministry located in Detroit, Michigan. Pastor Moss, how are you? Great, and good to be on your program. appreciate uh, being here with you. Not a problem. Thank you for coming. And so before we start out, my first question to you is, I love the name of your church, uh, of your church. <laughs> and so, so it, it, it begs the question, why the name Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministry? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, actually, that name emerged from a radio program I did uh, some 11 years ago when I was with uh, Pastor George Vogel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he allowed me to do radio, and so uh, I started calling the program Strictly Biblical. Ah. And to be honest with you, you know, uh, one of the hardest things to get uh, people to realize, and even Christians, is that the uh, the Bible is the sole authority in the Christian faith. Amen. Uh, everything that uh, we do needs to be checked out in the Bible. Other than that, you're open to the cults, as you know, and, and false beliefs. So Strictly Biblical uh, was the name of the radio program, which uh, then became the name of the uh, church. So do you feel as though with that name, uh, it, ha- it has kind of filtered out some uh, false ideologies that people may have, may have assumed before they joined the church? Well, I tell you what, you ask some good questions, because I've always told our church members that Strictly Biblical is more than a church. It's a movement. Mm. It is a movement to get the church back to the Bible, for real. Mm. We've got a lot of false teaching out there today. I mean, tons of it. We've got that's New right. Age teaching that's in the church itself. Name it and claim it and your little gods and all of this. These things would not be happening if it wasn't for the fact that we've departed from the inerrancy of Scripture. Amen. Amen. I appreciate that. And so tell us a little bit about your involvement in Christian apologetics over the years? Well, uh, what happens is that it's it's everywhere. People need to realize, and I think one of the problems is that we do not realize that apologetics is a part of the Great Commission. Amen. Uh, you know, go into all the world and teach, uh, preach and teach the gospel to every creature, making disciples. That's a part of it. We preach the gospel, but you know, like I do today, mm-hmm. and, and I was listening as you introduced uh, your program, We've got Buddhists to contend with. We've got Islam to contend with. Uh, you meet people. Uh, now, they need to hear the gospel, but it's not like they haven't heard some concept of God. They have, right. usually false. Right. And so we've got to be ready because, uh, you know, we're going to tell them about Jesus, but they're going to ask them some, ask us some questions. And what it says over in First uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 15, lets us know where it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, you're out on the street talking about you're an evangelist. If you're not ready to answer questions, you need to go back and pray and study because you're going to get asked some. Amen. Amen. And it reminds me of uh, one of the impetus for why I be, uh, got so involved in studying and, and, and equipping myself. Uh, we used to have a street witness in ministry, and we did run into uh, a group of Mormons. Uh-huh. And they were saying or using the same words we were using. We believed in Jesus. They believe in Jesus. Uh, we believe in the Son of God. They believe in the Son of God. Uh, we were using the same terminologies. But then as we dr- drill deeper, we realized that their understanding of those same words we were using were totally different. Yeah. And that yeah. shook us to the core that we had to go back and research more about Mormonism. So the next time we encountered a Mormon, we could biblically and properly respond to them. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. In fact, the first thing I ask uh, all of the students in my apologetics classes, if they say they believe in Jesus, immediately ask them, which one? Right. Because Christian science has one. The Nation of Islam has another. Right. Uh, Even the Muslims say they believe in Jesus. So we've got to find out which Jesus they believe in because there's a lot of counterfeit Jesus is out there. Right. And so that brings me to the next question, which is, how have you incorporated as a pastor apologetics uh, training uh, into the church? To be honest with you, it really isn't um, uh, hard at all for me, because uh, and, uh, and you and you believe this as well. I know that actually teaching apologetics is should be a, a standard part of Christian teaching. Amen. You can't teach doctrine without apologetics. Amen. Um, you know, you can't even sermons. All of them have an apologetic tinge to them. Amen. Uh, and so we, it, it just it just weaves in. It's a part of the program. In fact, the real question is, how can you? not have apologetics <laughs> as a part of your Sunday school, as a part of your uh, sermons. How can you not? People are facing this every day, and they're not going to be able to give an answer if they don't get it from the church. Amen. And you said that you teach a class on apologetics. Is that at your church? Yeah, I teach uh, at, my, uh, at, the, at my church and also outside the church. My Sunday school class for the whole year coming is dealing with, it's going to be called the Faith Defender Series, mm. where we're going to talk about all the cults, the New Age movement, because in Sunday school, that's what people are, are there to learn, how to defend the faith. I mean, you got to get ready for Jehovah's Witnesses who are knocking on your door. And what bothers me, I'm a, uh, I come from a Baptist background. I'm non-denominational now. Right. And we used to always, and I love the gospel press. You know, we used to use the gospel press. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, we got to get beyond the stories about Samson and, you know, and David, and we need to get down to some serious theology now. And so I'm not uh, saying not to teach these regular Sunday school classes, but they need to be beefed up now, because uh, unless people uh, can apply their faith to uh, to the world that we live in, and, and and put some Christian apologetics in there, we need it even now to defend marriage. Amen. Marriage is being attacked by the homosexual community. Amen. And you've got people in our churches that do not know where in the Bible homosexuality is condemned. Amen. Amen. And and, and to even reinforce that statement. Uh, one of the things, uh, latter part of my seminary training, I was shocked to see how the uh, homosexual apologists were actually using scriptures to support their views. And uh-huh. as you as you intimated, if we're not familiar with how to respond to these uh, perverted view of scripture, then we we uh, likewise. Uh, would not be able to help them and those people that we uh, come across won't be able to get a clear uh, view of what uh, marriage is or, or what relationships should look like according to the Bible. And, brother, you said it's so right. You said it's so right. In fact, the thing that gets me so mad is to hear uh, people in the gay community uh, try to say that the Bible does not come out against homosexuality. I mm-hmm. mean, that really bothers me. Right. And uh, then for Christians, and then I get madder at the Christians who can't answer it. Exactly. Because it's so clear, but but really you can't blame uh, the people in the church. The pastors have got to start teaching these folks more than this these feel-good messages, how to name it and claim it, and what blessing God has for you tomorrow. we got to get beyond that and start teaching doctrine. We really do. And, and, and the church is in dire straits now doctrinally. Thank you for that. So we may have some pastors that are listening to this episode. And as a pastor yourself, what can you share or a word of encouragement can you give to uh, some of these pastors in terms of um, 
bringing in an apologetic component to what they may already have? Well, I would say this, and I'm so glad you gave me the opportunity to talk like this, and uh, so I'm glad to speak to the pastors. For one thing, many of them will have to go back to school and learn apologetics. In many seminaries, as you know of, they don't teach it like they should. Right. Uh, like Dr. Walter Martin uh, said before he died in the 80s, he said that a Jehovah Witness can turn mm-hmm. even a seminary graduate into a doctrinal pretzel in, 30, right. minutes, in 30 seconds right. because they haven't been trained enough in systematic theology. So a lot of them have to go back to school. Also, what happens is in many cases, now you have a master's in apologetics, I applaud you, uh, but even if a person didn't have a master's, you could have adequate you know, study in it. But what happens now is that most churches, they invite apologetics in. Mm-hmm. You know, but the apologists just come in for a seminar and leave. Like right. you said, it's got to be a part of the church program. It can't be something that's just done once every year or once every two months. That's not enough for the people. Right. And so, uh, really, it's going to have to really get in their mind that our job is to defend the faith that was once delivered to the saints, go back to school, get the training that you need, and make sure that apologetics is weaved into every program of your church. So, how should we um, help those who may think or, or falsely assume that this whole category of apologetics may be too lofty for the uh, regular lay person? Well, you know what? And that's a good question, too. It could be, depending upon how it's uh, uh, presented. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was uh, Dr. Uh, Barnhouse who said, he said uh, that uh, the command that we have is to feed a sheep, not the giraffe. So, <laughs> so. So we need to bring it down to the level where people can understand it. And that's why I like folks like uh, Dr. Walter Martin, who had, right. you know, Ph.D. in philosophy and all. But he brought it right down uh, where the common man could understand Amen. it. And that's what it's all about. It should be real, uh, 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 commonly uh, given to people so that people can uh, present it. If you have an educated, a high education, do it on that level. But uh, definitely you should be able to present apologetics to the person on the streets. And I'm here to tell you. A lot of folks, just common folks on the street, ask the same questions about the Bible as people who are in, in school. Right, right. Yeah. And, and how have you, in terms of the you know, your church members, how have they responded to this type of training? Well, Strictly Biblical, I would say uh, that Strictly Biblical is a place. Now, we have everything. We have choirs. We, we do everything that every church does. But a lot of people here are interested in the Bible. And I would say this. If you're not interested in the Bible, you probably wouldn't be a member of mm. Strictly Biblical. Mm. Uh, what I enjoy, which really just makes me feel so good, is when I'm walking uh, just uh, in the church and the security guard, he's talking about the Bible. <laughs> Go downstairs. Everybody's talking about a lesson they just had. And it's it's a great feeling where right. people are you know interested uh, that interested in the Bible right. and it becomes a part of who they are uh, because you know like I do and I'm sure you've seen it that a lot of what we see in the church today is entertainment right it's, that's pretty much all it is right. not really solid Christianity and that stuff is not going to uh, hold you with the right. kind of world that we're facing with Armageddon right around the corner mm-hmm. all this stuff is happening. People need to go into the Bible and, 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 and find out things that can give you comfort. But that comes by studying the Word of God and defending the faith. Amen. And, and I appreciate um, your heart for sticking with the Word of God because that's what we need. And if we profess to love God's Word, then we must also love this concept of truth. And Amen. so, and so, as you as you're talking, it just reminds me of 
why we do apologetics, not to uh, show people how smart we think we are, but rather uh, because we're lovers of truth. So can you kind of touch on that? Yeah, and you're exactly right. That's what it's about. It's not to show how smart you are. It's to, in other words, I wouldn't be doing this, and you wouldn't either, <laughs> if it wasn't from the command that comes from the Scriptures. Amen. It doesn't get any clearer than Jude 3 and 4. Amen. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the mm. saints. Then verse 4, for there are certain men crept in unawares That's who right. before of old were ordained to this condemnation, uh, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness mm. and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. We are commanded by the Bible. This isn't something in afterthought, commanded to defend the faith. Amen. So if, for example, we have a listener right now that's hearing you speak and Let's say, for whatever reason, they, uh, they don't belong to a church that has an apologetic um, implementation to it. What should it, what should they do, and where can they go? Is there a book you would suggest, or is there a place they can go to learn more about apologetics? Well, there's a number of books that you can get, and I should, certainly wouldn't want to say leave a church just because they didn't have the apologetic uh, emphasis that, uh, you know, that, other churches have or that we have is strictly biblical. Right. Uh, we do have a lot of guests that come to our church, uh, to our Bible studies in particular, uh, because uh, they don't want to leave their church, but they want to get the uh, the teaching that we have, the apologetics, so they come. A person could do that. Uh, but uh, but I would say this, uh, definitely, if it's not a Bible teaching church, people need to get out of them, uh, because uh, the, uh, after the songs are over, if there's no solid Word of God, mm. then you're not getting fed the way you need to be fed. We just might as well face it. And, and that is so true. If it's not a Bible teaching church, then you do need to find a Bible teaching church because that's it, 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 what number t- number one. Uh, you're not going to be fed the way that God wants you to be fed, and number two, um, they're not giving you the truth of the Gospels. You're so, right. You're right. I, I always <laughs> tell people they ask me about the uh, what church to go to. I said uh, if you went to a grocery store and they didn't have any food in there, how long would you stay there? <laughs> so I got to ask me. Then they get the point. Right. Yeah, if there's no food, I'm leaving. All right. right. You got to do the same thing in your church. <laughs> My last question for you is: uh, I noticed that you composed uh, a literature or a book on the word faith movement. What was the impetus for that? Uh, the twisted. I had a, a guy who used an interesting term. He said, yeah, well, we were talking about the word faith movement. He said a good way to describe them is the teaching is twisted. And I said, that's a good idea. You really have to talk to him. It inspired me to use the term and then uh, write the book called The Twisted Teachings of the Word Faith Movement. And I would say it's more of a booklet than a book. Um, uh, uh, it's, I, I don't have it in bookstores uh, anymore. I had a few copies out. It just cost so much to, uh, to you know, keep publishing right. them. But uh, there's some great books on the market that probably go into the word faith movement in more depth than I. I think that uh, Hank Hanegraaff's books, uh, Christianity in Crisis, mm-hmm. you know, he's done uh, two editions, at least he's got a first edition, then an updated edition. Right. His work is fine. He really examines it. Uh, the, as you know, you probably know, I'm sure you know of Hank Hanegraaff, and he went so far as to have uh, the tape recordings of the word faith teachers. So right, I remember that. Them, yeah, saying all this stuff. 
And that's what I try to get people to do, because I understand how bad it is to hear someone talking down someone that you believe in. But you have to check out the facts for yourself. Yes. Uh, And once you do, and I've seen people, they hate to admit it. You know, you're right. And I, I can't follow this teaching anymore. Amen. Well, Pastor Moss, thank you so much for your wisdom and your insight on what we as Christians uh, can do to help our spiritual growth. Uh, and, and and we'll be in touch, but thank you for spending quality time with us uh, to uh, give us your wisdom. Well, glad to do it. Uh, and I'm, I, listen, you could have called anybody. I'm just elated that you called me to talk to you and to your audience. So God bless you, and I wish you well. Amen. We'll be in touch. That's Pastor uh, Emery Moss, Jr., Uh, from the Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministry in Detroit, Michigan. And for those of you that are listening, doing apologetics is really not an option. But Christ asks us uh, through the word to always be ready to give each man and woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within us, and to do it with gentleness and respect. And the scripture also reminds us that we ought to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And it's perfect all through the New Testament uh, that we ought to engage in sound reasoning. So with all that being the case, even if you find yourself ill-equipped at this moment, don't be satisfied in your deficiencies. Get the training that you need. Go to Bible study. Ask questions. Uh, read the Bible for yourself. Uh, compare, contrast, cross-reference. Do the things that are required in order for you to move from milk to meat. And in doing so, the Lord will bless you. The Lord will remove the scales from your eyes. The Lord will help you uh, to become the mature and seasoned Christian that he desires for all of us to be. Well, we pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. Please share it with others in terms of the topic. I implore you to get to know Jesus better through the word and that you are rightly dividing his word. We also pray that if the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, that you consider becoming a sponsor, a partner of the show. It is through your donations that this um, program is able to stay on air. So please do for the truth what others do for a lie. for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. 
Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of Million Praying Moms, and I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's Word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's Word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.